Welcome back to Genuine Ground, where everything is genuine and nothing is edited. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Sarah. And all are welcome. Another week, another pod. Welcome back. (laughs) Today's topic, I feel like, is so important to just everyone. Yeah, it's one I haven't thought about before, I will say, though. So, it's how we apologize. Yes. And... You know, in a one of our, I think one of our first episodes actually, we talked about love languages, right? Right. And so this is by the same, I don't know, would you say creators, whatever? Same, uh, like they, I think they, um, well, like created the concept of the, there are five love languages, whatever. Right. And so they've also now expanded that into five apology languages, which I think is so true. So yeah. Sarah had sent me the quiz of the apologies Mm -hmm. and actually sent it to our friends group chat. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see that, like, we all have different ways that we basically accept or, like, would like someone to apologize to Mm us. Um, And I found it so interesting because, obviously, we we took the quizzes ourselves so that we could understand each other more. But then I remember sending it to my mom and... Her being like, oh my gosh, like this Mm -hmm. is great because I know there's so many times where my mom and I get in like little bickering fights or Mm -hmm. whatever and neither of us appreciate the way that we apologize to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I would never understand why she wouldn't accept my apology. And I was just like, every time she apologized, I didn't feel like... It's not as fulfilling or whatever. Yeah, like it wasn't fulfilling. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting because she's like, oh wait, like I I made her do it. And she's like, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you understand a part of yourself better and it's really important but I've like I said I've never considered it before you know that there are different styles of apology and I'm sure there's a lot of studies on it and everything but wow this is big and it's it's interesting too because I think obviously I think the way you fight with like different people and different relationships is different like mm-hmm. obviously like I think fighting with a friend is probably different than fighting with a brother or sister. Yeah. Different than a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. the way you or fight... a coworker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way you fight in different as- in different settings is different, mm-hmm. but the way you accept apology, I think, is pretty much the same. Yeah, I would think so. Across the board, you have your basic needs and, you know, what is really going to feel sincere to you and what's not. So, I think that's interesting. So, kind of before we get into what the five apology styles are... I think I was reading something about, you know, it's like, why do we even apologize? You know what? Mm. Like, it kind of goes back to that basic principle of what's the foundation? Why do we do this as humans kind of thing? So I think it's interesting because, you know, obviously, I think from a young age, we're taught, like, you steal Mackenzie's toy, you apologize for stealing it. We always share our toys kind of thing. And Mm. so I think we're just taught. But I read... like, what you should do. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so I read something and it said that you know, it's a basic human nature that the, we like to, I guess, basically reconcile our relationships and our feelings and everything. And so that overrules the feeling of needing justice. And so at the end of the day, you know, our connections are really important and they keep us going. So it's interesting that an apology is what prevents like anger and violence from happening essentially. Hmm. And that's why we do it. So, kind of cool. So, I guess, like, yeah, anger and violence, like, can happen if, you know, things mm-hmm. keep happening and someone is upset about it and mm-hmm. it's not reconciled. Yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of what causes arguments. So, this kind of just, like, 
when you let things go, like, mm-hmm. when something bothers you and you let them go, and then it's when you bottle them up, and then mm-hmm. you just, like, explode, and someone might not even know. Yeah. So that's why... Well, one, I feel like it takes someone saying that it bothers them. Mm-hmm. One person has to communicate right. for the other person to even know and then Be apologize. Aware. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think resentment, like you said, that's a key word. And I think resentment and forgiveness go hand in hand, too. Mm. One's usually lacking. Interesting. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Do you want to get into the, um, the five? Sure. So, yeah, there's five different languages of apology basically so the first one actually we knew a lot of people mm-hmm. that resonated with this mm-hmm. this was their quiz result however this was not ours nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about is expressing regret mm-hmm. so some people actually a lot of people like an apology where it's just someone giving you a sincere genuine apology like i feel so ashamed of that I hurt you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just like expressing genuine like you feel bad Mm -hmm. which is I I totally understand that and it's I think the the concept and principle of an apology right there right but I know like for me for example like I personally don't like that apology because Mm -hmm. I'm like you can say sorry all you want but that doesn't change like what you did Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah so yes. that's, like, how I see that. Yes, and I think that they'll be explained more as we get into our own styles as well. But, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that's just one. Um, the second one is accepting responsibility. Mm. So that would be, for example, like, I was wrong for doing that to you. So that's, like, owning up to your mistakes, which I have a lot of respect for because a lot of times people will apologize and they won't exactly claim responsibility, though. And mm. So I do, I do um, appreciate that for sure. But I think that... Like, for me, that's one part of an apology. It's not everything. This makes me think of, like, there's different ways people say this. So if someone could say, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, or, like, I'm sorry I made you mad or something. Like that kind of thing. Well, you know, it's it's different because you could say, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Uh To me, that's different than, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's, like, one is accepting responsibility of, like, I made you feel that way Mm -hmm. versus I'm sorry that you feel that way. Because to me, like, I didn't think that that, that's an apology. I agree. That is just, like, basically saying shitty situation, but it's it's not the thing with their own actions. Yeah. So that's kind of what makes me think of like mm-hmm. accepting responsibility as being like, okay, yeah, I'm accepting it. I'm sorry that I did that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's important too, and it's that makes sure that everyone understands what happened in the situation. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three mm-hmm. is genuinely repent, and I'll let you elaborate yeah. on this. This is the one that I got, and so the phrase that goes with it is. I can only imagine how much pain I caused. I am so sorry. I won't do that again. Next time, I will do blank differently. And so I <laughs> I feel like off the bat of reading about all the different types, this one seems a little bit more like high maintenance. But I think <laughs> it's just like the most demanding of an apology, honestly. So that's kind of funny. But I think that when it comes down to it, identifying with that language, I feel like it's just making sure that they really understand what went wrong. And... Um, It is focusing a lot about, you know, next time, how do we prevent this from happening? Like, um, are you going to be more mindful of my feelings? Are you going to be blah, 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 blah? Mm. It's finding the root issue, which I think I really appreciate because 
for me, I know I get mad when people do the same shit over and over again. I'm like, okay, so why is this happening though? So I think it really narrows down on the why and focuses on how to make it better. Um, but I think that the whole, I can only imagine how much pain I caused is really just understanding the person and communicating that well. So I, I, I like that a lot. Someone understanding how you feel. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, for you, it's important for someone to like understand how you mm-hmm. feel. And that's what you, you want them to f- not like, you want them to understand your hurt, not mm-hmm. to like feel it, but maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. You, may, yeah. you might want them to feel a little bit guilty. Yeah. And I think that I, I, my first initial thought is like, I know I'm a very empathetic person. And so it frustrates mm-hmm. me when people don't even take the time to think about where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely see that being true. That it's like, I want you to think about the shoes you put me in kind of thing or whatever. Right. And then you also want someone to talk about how they're going to improve yeah. like, going forward. Yeah, because it gives me comfort to know that, you know what, we're going to move forward from this. So this one, the, what kind of makes me think of it is, one, accepting and acknowledging the past, mm-hmm. being in the present, and then talking about what you're going to do in the future. Yeah, yeah. So it covers a lot. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, communicating it is not a bad thing. So, so it's yeah. very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that was how Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, takes her apologies, which is good. We've never really been in a fight, but if yeah. we ever do, now I feel like I know how to handle it. <laughs> I know, I'd be like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> um, and so this kind of brings to number four, which is mine. Uh-huh which is making restitution. So the the quote that kind of goes with this or the saying is, this is how, or this is how I will, how will I make it up to you Mm -hmm. basically? And so for me is kind of like what I was saying before. It's like you saying like, I'm sorry. You can Mm -hmm. say you're sorry as many times as you want. And like, yes, thank you that you're saying I'm sorry, but that still won't change, like, mm-hmm. what you did or what happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one, I want to know, like, what's going on in the future kind of thing. But it's also, like, what are you going to do to, like, make me feel better? You right. know, which I guess right. is, like, I don't know, like, kind of bitchy, I guess. But, like... I don't think so. It's it's just, like, okay, well, like... Okay, so I just got license and fucking insurance. <laughs> but basically, think of someone, like, crashing your car. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can say you're sorry, but at the end of the day, my car still crashed. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are you gonna do to make sure that it's ho- I'm whole again and my yeah. car's whole again, kind of thing? So, like, what are you gonna do to make up for it? And it's I see that very much as holding accountability, which I think is very good. Mm-hmm. I think that's good, and it makes everything not like be swept under the rug. I think mm-hmm. that's a great thing. So, I mean, some people can just take an apology. I'm kind of like, all right, so what are you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So that I what I like about yours too is yours incorporates the five love languages really well, which I, I thought that was ooh. unique and interesting. When we read um, like what kind of they all of these meant, mm. our, mine was the one of, hey, like someone can make it up to you by doing something of your love language. Mm-hmm. So for example, if like I was mad that, Sarah didn't, Sarah bailed on me, mm-hmm. whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah. I would want her to make it up to me by spending time with me. Some quality time in there. Right. Quality time. Yep. And it, yeah. And it should make sense, I think, if your partner is, has that apology style, you should know their love languages, so. Yeah. It's just knowing your, your relationships. I like yeah. that one. It's interesting, though, because I feel like our two, 
I very much focus on like action. Action. <laughs> Which yeah, I like that. So, but this is kind of like, um, I mean, that's why I think some people relate with the quote where it's like, you know, word or actions over words kind of thing. Yes. Like words can only say so much, oh, but yeah. actions show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what our apology languages say. Mm-hmm. Because if someone just like expresses regret, like to me, that's just words. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there there's a lot of people's like past and history and traumatic things they've experienced that um, encompass mm-hmm. what your own language of apology is. But I know for me, I've had so many people in my life who are all taught no action. So I think that it just, it, that really drives home with me. I feel like I'm trying to like justify and argue why our apologies <laughs> are better, which no. there's not. Like no, literally, no, no. that's just like how I see things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that someone else sees things the same right. way. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously everyone accepts apologies differently. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the whole point of this quiz is knowing where everyone comes from and everyone gets their satisfaction from and it you have to know it's different than yours you have to be considerate of that which i like i love this and that leads into the last one go for (laughs) it the fifth one is requesting forgiveness so this one says like will you forgive me for letting you down what i think is interesting about this one is it's posing a question so Mm -hmm. it's always posing a question of like asking for forgiveness Mm -hmm. where it's almost like to me this one I feel like I mean all of them kind of are because I feel like when someone is apologizing to you you're kind of like in the power like you you hold the power in that situation kind of you know what I mean yeah and this one I feel like is kind of like power hungry of like like you have to ask for it mm-hmm. like that kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. you need to ask for it for me to grant you permission kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I see that yeah will you forgive me for letting you down because yeah I mean I, I see how that could be satisfying though too because it's they're straight up saying they know they fucked up and they mm-hmm. know that it was a big impact so I definitely understand that and being able to hear it that's interesting yeah, and I think it's kind of, I mean, I guess I could see things being different depending on situation to situation. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, there's probably different scenarios where you might want someone to say something a little bit differently, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's what it is. So, yeah. yeah, highly recommend you guys taking this quiz. It's the five languages of apology. You can just Google it. And we'll, we'll put a link to somewhere in the description or something if you need it, but pretty easy to find but it's really interesting and I think this is really good to take um well really just anyone that you have a good relationship with that mm-hmm. either you have fought with in the past or you know you don't want to fight with in the future mm-hmm. or whatever just like close friends like that I yeah. think this this makes me understand Sarah a lot better mm-hmm. um and then also to like doing this with my mom because like obviously we bicker in certain things and mm-hmm. um I think it's really good in relationships too because obviously in romantic relationships like it's inevitable like one day you're gonna fight like it's just gonna happen yeah, so it's just right. kind of one fighting but then I mean that's inevitable but then to knowing how to apologize and knowing mm-hmm. how to apologize to your person in the way that they accept it just like showing them love in the way that they're going to receive it right right it's so funny how it really does tie hand in hand with love languages I think that's so cool and it's just it's really cool to know like what intrinsically drives people, motivates people. So I think it's very beneficial 
Um, and also kind of like we were talking about family and friends and stuff. I think this is really beneficial for a work atmosphere too. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you spend like eight to five with the same people all day every day. And things are going to happen too where either you mess up an assignment or um, some relationship with the coworker is like betrayed or something. So I think it's just as valuable to consider it in your professional life too. So definitely some good perspective yeah and obviously like the ways that yeah that you're going to apologize I feel like is different depending on like who it is in the scenario um and also too we were kind of just talking about just like arguing in general in general because like Mm -hmm. obviously when you get an argument that's typically when like apologies happen but or there's some of the apologies that people think they did something wrong, even though they like didn't right. really do anything wrong, or maybe they feel bad about something, but the other it doesn't bother the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's still kind of like interesting, I think, yeah. to like point that out. But I feel like a lot of times when people get in arguments, um, if it's someone closer, like a routine can be broken, mm-hmm. and think of like. Okay, Sarah and I see each other once a week or whatever. Yeah. We have a day we see each other. But if, like, we're in a fight normally, like, I feel like that routine can be broken. And mm-hmm. I feel like that can almost hurt the relationship even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so. It's creating, driving distance in there. Right. And I think that's that kind of brings us into another thing, too, mm-hmm. where, like, being in a fight with someone and apologizing with someone when you have distance, I think is really difficult is I think it makes it more challenging for sure yeah because we were talking to like for example a lot of my friends don't live in the same city as I mm-hmm. do so I don't see them that often and I think not having that physical day-to-day interaction is is hard because you you like let the time go by and we were talking about you and I are both a little bit avoidant in our attachment style so mm-hmm. gosh we're, we're encompassing everything into this one but we're a little bit more avoidant so yeah I can easily let a few weeks go by without Right. Addressing. Like, for me, if it's something that I don't want to deal with... Yeah, like it's hard. I just don't, so mm-hmm. I avoid it. And so if it's something where it's like, let's say I know I fucked up, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to deal with, like, confronting it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, be in a situation that I know it's going to make me emotional, mm-hmm. I'll just avoid the situation completely, and mm-hmm. it ends up probably being way worse than actually just, like, yeah. talking through it. Mm-hmm. Um Especially in anticipation of that reaction is hard. But there's just like, that's kind of just like my thought process behind things or mm-hmm. like my lack of thought process. I'm just like, I just want to like avoid the situation mm-hmm. where I know some people are like need to handle things head on. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me too. And obviously people fight differently. Yes. As sure well. Do. But like some people are more anxious when it comes to their relationship. So a lot of times they want to talk things through and they want to talk things through in circles. Yes. <laughs> and so like the avoidance, like don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the anxious people just like want to keep talking about it because they want to know that like mm-hmm. they're anxious about the relationship. They want to feel. They want the confirmation. Yeah. They want to feel yeah. reassured yeah. about the relationship. So it's just kind of interesting. And I think mm-hmm. apologies are kind of the same way. Yeah. And um, that makes me think, too, what you're saying about the timing of apologies. Because, mm. like, I listening to that, I know. So I, like, thinking about past fights I've been in. So I'm thinking of one where I was in, I think, with a friend. And I, I'm i the type of person, when I'm in a fight, I like to sit down and, like, really be in a, 
like non-disruptive environment, like not have things going around. I want to be by myself, thinking about what they said, thinking about what I did, thinking about my reply and everything. And so I definitely had situations where I wasn't replying fast enough for people, and it made the fight so much worse. But I was just trying to take it seriously, and I thought that was respectful. And it, it turns out that it wasn't. So that had to be wrapped into my apology was about the timeliness of it. And so I thought that was really interesting, to like reflecting on it. That is interesting, because, like, a lot of times if someone's really upset in the moment, Mm -hmm. they want you to acknowledge it and, like, Mm -hmm. just know it's wrong right away, Mm -hmm. where a lot of of people still, like, need to process it. Yes. One, process it and understand where the other person's coming from, Mm -hmm. but then they also want to take the time to, like, maybe they're heated. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe there's an argument and, like, maybe... They know they're a little wrong, but they're still upset about something else. There are a lot of components in fights, I mean, for sure. Think yeah. of how many fights where it's like both people were wrong and mm-hmm. some capacity. But both were hurt. Yeah, but yep. both were hurt. So it's like really hard to like come together and apologize sometimes when you're heated in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, like in a past relationship where I might have like done something wrong or whatever, but then it's like... I don't acknowledge it and then whatever. It's just like it goes all over the place. So for me, like I would need time to process it and like I need my alone time, my bubble space where I'm all by myself and I'm like, okay, let me process it. Let me one, Mm -hmm. calm down. Mm -hmm. Because I think think it's like your, what is it, your amygdala is your emotions in your brain or something. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Psychology. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's like it takes your, I think it's your amygdala, Mm -hmm. like 20 minutes to like calm down. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a heated situation, Mm -hmm. you need to give yourself time to process and like actually calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, And also too, it kind of depends on like how you handle anger. Yes. Yes. But but then, like, sit with it, and then, one, be able to understand the other person, mm-hmm. two, calm down, and then, three, decide what you're going to, I guess, like, respond with mm-hmm. and respond in a thoughtful, respective manner. Right. And it's funny, too, now that I think about it, now that you say that, too, like, my apology style obviously addresses a lot of things, right? <laughs> and so I think that that helps me understand why it takes so long, because I am, like, psychoanalyzing the whole situation. I'm not just talking about right here, right now. I'm thinking about... Like, our friendship or our relationship as a whole in the past. I'm, you know, I'm walking through all the steps. So I, I personally need a lot of processing time. But it's interesting. But like you were saying earlier with um, dependent on the relationships you have with people and mm-hmm. that controls your reactions as well. Mm. And so yeah. we were talking about this. And I think it's interesting because, like, I personally don't fight much with my friends because I, I have some kind of filter. There is something that helps me calm down and not like be a bitch, whatever it is, something holds me back. Mm. Um, and sometimes that probably holds my emotions back that I should be expressing, but I definitely see that in myself. But like with my family, like my brothers, I can go off, no problem, no restraints. Right. So it's really interesting because I find the things I have to apologize for in each like factor of my life is just different. And I think it's interesting that you say, you know, family, you kind of like let go mm-hmm. on. And I think a lot of people do this because – it's kind of like your family's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Like your family's always going to be there. So mm-hmm. I feel like your family probably gets the most like the shit from you. They, yeah. they get the worst because yeah. at the end of the day, as long as it's not like, I don't know, your husband that could divorce you, mm-hmm. it's your family that's like your parents, your brother, sister, whatever. Mm-hmm. They can't go anywhere. Like they're yeah. still stuck with you for life. Yeah. Yeah. So. And- 
they've like everyone in your family has had those moments so it's like all guards are let down and <laughs> the, mm-hmm. it's unleashed <laughs> so I don't know I think that's interesting mm-hmm. but versus where it's like also your anger might be different depending on who it is right so yeah. like let's say you make plans with some person you met on Bumble BFF, like some <laughs> random girl that you're going to go get coffee with or whatever, mm-hmm. you're really not probably going to be that mad if she bails. Mm-hmm. Because right. it's like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I don't know this person. Like it really doesn't have an effect on my life. Yeah, there's not a huge attachment there. Where if it's like maybe a friend that you haven't seen in a while or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you were really looking forward to going and getting coffee with them and they bail, mm-hmm. you're probably more upset. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, I mean, there's different emotions emotions that are attached to different things mm-hmm. you know what's funny this is a quick little side tangent um in one of my therapy sessions recently we were talking about disappointment from like social events or plans being canceled mm-hmm. it's funny because we said that during quarantine there's been so much less going on overall that i personally would always really look forward to these social events and so i find myself getting more disappointed easily when things get canceled, whereas before quarantine, I'd be like, oh, thank God I get my free time. If someone cancels <laughs> plans, you know? Right. So it's super interesting to think about this whole pandemic of a year. This makes me think about that, uh, I want to say I saw it on TikTok, mm-hmm. but it was just like a Google, it was a Google ad or basically. Okay. Google commercial where it was just oh, yes. like. Yes, yes, yes. The virtual happy hour. Mm-hmm. And then they delete the virtual part and they delete like lockdown or whatever and then it's like going back to like real activities again where it's like it seems so dull and like sad when it's like all virtual lockdown whatever and now it's like but I remember when quarantine first started everyone was so excited about quarantine (laughs) starting they're like wow a week off from work where I can stay home like pajamas say less I know sign me up but then, yeah, and then I was stuck in it. And then it's like, okay, wait, now I actually appreciate those things. So. Yeah, like now I appreciate the ability to have all kinds of plans with people and to kind of be wanting my alone time more. So it's, it's a big perspective shifter. I do think it made us appreciate relationships more. Just kind of going yeah. back to yeah. today's episode of like, yeah, it does make you appreciate relationships more and then value those more. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I know so many people that were like in quarantine with people and got so sick of someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of like little things that pile up, you know, that usually you would have this like going to work as a distraction and not make it a big deal. But when you're with that person all day, every day, it, it can be really intensified. You know, going back to this whole apology thing, though, is this also makes me um, think about, I think it was like a some kind of movement where it was just like, women need to stop apologizing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like, you know, we say sorry for so many things. It's like also too like distinguishing what you actually need to apologize for or what mm-hmm. you should apologize for. You know, versus, I don't know. I just think that's kind of an interesting concept, too, yeah. of, like, should like should you actually apologize? Yeah, you actually really things? think, is there an actual need to apologize? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. I saw one tip kind of like that, too, that was, like, anytime you write, um, I apologize or I'm sorry in an email, just delete it real quick and try and reframe the email to not include that because it, it can make you look weaker. It's funny that you say email, though, because what I was going to go into was saying that, like, women, it said that 
in business, women should stop apologizing in business because mm-hmm. it makes yes. them seem like weaker mm-hmm. in a business setting versus like a guy. Yeah. A guy in business wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sorry, Frank. Or like, like, I apologize for the delay. No, <laughs> I would never <laughs> say that. <laughs> be like, here it is. Mm-hmm. Just be like, the attached information that you requested. Have a good day. That's all you need to say. <laughs> um, obviously, some apologies are very warranted. But it's, it's um, apologizing for the mundane task, I think, that yeah, no one Yeah, if we're really going to go into business, like, if you say I'm sorry, like, you're accepting the liability on yourself mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. oh, fuck, I fucked up, so. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> but in, like, real relationships, it's so yeah. weird, dude. It is. There are so many different factors to consider in life. It's hard to keep them all straight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's so much going on between, like, yeah, attachments, the settings, the mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. and then also, too, like, how you accept apologies. Dude, communication and relationships are so hard. This is why, like, literally we've had so many episodes talking mm-hmm. about relationships. Like, yeah. It's, there are so many factors. It's wild. We could go on and on. We could go on. It's so funny because Sarah and I sit here and we're like, okay, like, what should we record this week? And it's like we never run out of topics. Like, we, mm-hmm. you would think that we'd run out of topics, but it never yeah. changes. Like, yeah. and we, there's always something. Yeah, and it's funny because we don't try and come up with certain topics based off of something. It's just, they come to us and they all happen to be kind of under the same umbrella. So, that's life for you. Dating, relationships, like, there's so many different yeah. nuances in all of these mm-hmm. aspects of our lives. There really are. It's nonstop, but that's good because I think that means we're continually improving. And I, I think the pandemic did make us all become more self-aware. So I do think that was some good reflection time. Yeah, because so, yeah. we got to spend some more time with ourselves. Going back in the office, knowing our love language and our apology style. <laughs> Amazing. We love us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> so well, great. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good one. Hey.